Welcome to the STEM Teacher Podcast. I'm your host, John Van Dusen. This is episode 78, Be a Detective. So this episode is really inspired by two different things. The first thing is my son James, who has been on several of the episodes now, received a STEM subscription kit for Christmas from Grandma Lori and Grandpa Steve. And each month, for three months, he gets a different STEM kit that comes in the mail. And the first one was about forensics. The second thing that spurs this episode is uh, I recently got James involved in the Cub Scouts, and one of the badges he can earn is the forensics badge, so kind of being a detective, that crime scene stuff. So with today's episode, I have four different things that you can do at home to help play detective with your kids, or you can do it in your classroom, and uh, it'll just, there's some fun activities that work with forensics and how to be a detective and paying attention to detail. So the first one, and for me it was the most fun, was fingerprints. His STEM kit came with a small fingerprint kit that talked about the different types of fingerprints. And in his Cub Scout book, one of the activities he could do was to take fingerprints and study them, examine them, and look how look how different that they can be from one finger to another and one person to another. So we did that one and it was a lot of fun. And there's basically three types of fingerprints when you look at them. And there's arches, which constitute about 5% of the fingerprints encountered. There's whirls, which have about 25 to 35%. And there's loops, which constitute about 60 to 70% of the fingerprints. Now within those three main groups, the arches, the whirls, and the loops, there are several subgroups and just a quick Google search and you can find all different kinds. Um, but it's a lot of fun to take your thumb, your forefinger, um, you know, middle ring, pinky, whichever finger you want and put them. You can just do them on a piece of paper. His little stem kit came with a little card that we ended up cutting out and taping into his scout book. Um, but you can do it just on a piece of paper and then examine them through a magnifying glass. And it's really interesting to see similarities in your own fingerprints and also see the differences, but then put your fingerprints next to somebody else's fingerprints and you can really tell the difference. So we did that. And then James had an idea and he took a pen and just scribbled it on a piece of paper and then rubbed his finger in it. And then he put it on a piece of tape. He put it on a piece of tape and it gave the the fingerprint on the piece of tape. So then I had an extra idea when I set up his little crime scene and I did that. And then I put that piece of tape on the wall so that he could look and find the fingerprint on the wall without making a mess with ink or whatever else. So the first, the first thing to try to be a detective is figure out your fingerprints. The second way to be a detective is something we actually did not do yet, but I looked at the directions and I saw how it's supposed to work, and that is blood spatter. Now, that's important. I actually talked with a Michigan State police officer, and that is the correct way to pronounce it is spatter, S-P-A-T-T-E-R. It's not splatter, so there's a lesson learned. So first, you can make some fake blood. Find a quick recipe on the internet. There's about a thousand different ones. Um, I would caution you that you do not want fake blood for a Halloween costume because that tends to be a lot more sticky and a lot more um, durable and it doesn't act like real blood. So um, the recipe that it calls for, uh, I forget if it was in his stem book or, or somewhere else I saw was a little bit of corn syrup, some water, just a 
pinch of cornstarch and some food coloring. And that the corn syrup kind of gives the blood that, that sticky feel, uh, like blood is sticky and the cornstarch makes it just a shade thicker than water. So with spatter, what you can do is put some butcher paper down or some parchment paper to help protect the floor. Um, I would recommend doing it on linoleum or hardwood, not on carpet, just in case there's a spill. But then take an eyedropper or a pipette and just drop blood on it at different velocities. And what I mean by that is take and drop it with no movement at all, just straight down a vertical drop and watch what happens. Then you can move the pipette or have somebody walk very slowly and drop it. And now it has a little forward velocity and see what happens with the spatter. Have somebody walk at normal speed and drop it on and see the difference in the spatter and how the blood lands. And then finally, if you have enough room and enough parchment paper, or if you're okay getting it on the little linoleum or hardwood and just willing to clean it off, you can do it at a run. And it is very different. Again, we did not do this, but I've seen uh, in the book, you know, the way you can tell which direction people are moving and whatnot. And that was pretty neat. And I'm pretty excited to do that one. So another part of setting up the fake crime scene for your kids or just for fun, or you can skip it all together, would be blood spatter. The next thing we did was in his Cub Scout manual, and it talked about just being observant and paying attention to detail. And what he had was he had a grid. And on the top of the grid, it asked, what does it look like? What does it look like under a magnifying glass? What does it feel like? How does it react to water? And how does it react to vinegar? So that was across the top. Then along the side, it had sugar, uh, flour, or I'm sorry, it was sugar, salt, baking soda, and cornstarch. And the whole idea was he would go through and look at it and write down a couple words about what it looked like. Then he would take his magnifying glass and look and see, you know, in great detail what each one of those substances looked like. Then we had the plate and we split it in half and we put a couple drops of water on each substance. And uh, he was pretty surprised to see that the cornstarch, I mean, it hardens up. And anybody who's ever played with cornstarch or made a stew or whatnot knows that's what it's supposed to do. So, and then we took the vinegar and James was pretty excited for this because he already knew that the baking soda was gonna fizz up. And then we talked a little bit about why. And the second part of that experiment was James had to be blindfolded and I gave him just a little bit of the substance and he had to try to determine what it was first by feel and he got the sugar and he got the salt right away on feel. Um, and then if he couldn't get it by feel, he had to do it by taste. So that was pretty interesting. He had that, like I said, he had the sugar and the salt right away, even though they feel very similar. If you, if you try it, they, you can tell the difference. Um, and then the baking soda and the cornstarch was a little tougher. Um, and I think he just guessed, but he got those right too. So that was pretty neat. Another thing you can do uh, if you're setting up this crime scene is you can put a little of the powder on the floor. And then that can be a piece of evidence. And then you have to look. Can I tell what it is by looking at it? Can I use my magnifying glass? Can I tell by feeling? Maybe I have to drip some water on there to tell if it's baking soda or cornstarch. Maybe if I drop a little vinegar, I can tell if it's baking soda or cornstarch. So just kind of another fun way to do some STEM projects. And uh, like I said, set it up as, as maybe a crime scene. Like we used to, we were talking during this whole thing that somebody had broken into our house and stole our TV. 
and they left a little bit of blood and we could tell which way they were going and they left a little powder. Maybe it was uh, sugar because they had a cookie in their pocket, whatever. You can have a lot of fun with it. So that one was just a uh, paying attention to detail and discovering different substances. So the last thing we did, I think I saw it in in one of the kits as something you could do, um, but we had a ton of fun with this one. And what I did is I took five pairs of shoes. I had two pairs of my wife's, one pair of my son's, and two pairs of mine. And I just went outside and I got them a little bit uh, wet and sandy in the snow. And then I I put a press on each piece of on a piece of paper, just a piece of printer paper. And uh, it was fun because two of my pairs of shoes are exactly the same shoe. Just one is about a year and a half old and one is fairly new. So then I had the five shoes sitting out on the floor and I had the five pieces of paper and it basically turned into a matching game where James had to look at the bottom of the shoe and look at each individual boot print and figure out which one fit which shoe. So that was a lot of fun. It's something uh, super easy you can do. Again, it's that attention to detail. Um, and again, if you're setting up that crime scene, you can have a, a boot there and you can tell a lot by a shoe. You can tell how big somebody's foot is based on the style of the heel or the style of the uh, shoe. You can generally tell if it's an athletic shoe, if it's a dress shoe. You can tell sometimes if it's a lady's shoe or if it's a men's shoe. Uh, with, in the case of James, his shoe and my wife's shoes are very similar. However, you can tell with my wife's dress boot that it is a woman's shoe and not a kid's athletic shoe. So that was just something extra we kind of did for fun. And you can set that up again in your crime seed and you can figure out who stole the cookies or who stole the flour or, um, you know, whatever, whatever you can dream of. And if you do dream of something, please uh, send me a message, send me a tweet at Mr. Underscore JVD and tell me your ideas. If you listen to this podcast, please subscribe, share with your friends. If you're on Twitter, go ahead and give it a heart. If you follow me on Instagram, which all of these are in the show notes, please give it a double tap and do all the things that are good. Until next time, this is John Van Dusen. Keep an open mind and try to learn something new every day. You've been listening to the STEM Teacher Podcast, hosted by John Van Dusen, available on your favorite podcasting app. You can also see more on Twitter at Mr. Underscore JVD, on Instagram at Mr. Underscore JVDUSEN, or email John at stemteacherpodcast at gmail.com.